I'll trust everyone clap because yeah. I heard nothing. I as heard soon nothing, as you said but clap, sure. I clapped. This is what happens when you want to record on Discord. Fucking bros. Discord. John. Man. Fucking. Yeah, John. <laughs> All right. All right, we'll do 30 seconds of silence starting now. Yamate Senpai! <laughs> I said silence. Hello everyone and welcome to Anime Club After Dark, the podcast that delves into all things anime, manga, and otaku culture related. I'm your host Alex, but you can call me Senpai, and joining me tonight we have our manga whore who finally has a fucking nickname, Chinoda. Every uh, new episode, one nickname. Let's go. 100 nicknames, Morty. We'll fucking do this. Any, any Anyone want to take bets on how long that'll last? 57 seasons. <laughs> okay. and, and a movie? Two movies. <laughs> uh, our czar of source material, John. Hi. It's really <laughs> very tired. <laughs> and our poser extraordinaire, Natai. Guess who's back? Back again. Back again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. Nerds. Well. Yeah, I know, right? I but created a monster. Us, though. No, 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 but. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember there's All like right. two trailer park girls. No, two girls right outside. I don't remember. There's another the song that's like so stupid. Two trailer park girls go round the outside. Yeah, round the outside. <laughs> round the, the outside. Mom, make sure she brings all the boys to the yard. They're like, it's oh, <laughs> than yours. Right. We have I made a boss. I hate everyone. We have made a boss. Uh, karaoke night too, when? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so, as much as we like to uh, fool around and have fun on this podcast, we're going to talk about some stuff that's kind of serious tonight. Um, we're going to talk about anime and manga that made us cry and hit us in the feels. <laughs> Let's go. Get your Real weebs cry to anime girls. <laughs> yes. Oh, weebs only cry to anime girls. What are you talking about? <laughs> 3D women. Who is that? So, if you couldn't tell, um, spoilers? Abound ahead. Yeah. <laughs> to like major spoilers. So, due to the nature of what we're going to be talking about, because we will be talking about moments that involve character deaths and things of that nature. Yeah. Uh, spoilers abound by very nature of the things that we're going to be talking about. To that end, uh, we will make every effort to, number one, not just dive straight into the spoilery thing that we're going to be talking about, but mention, oh, up, up front the anime, manga, light novel, whatever it is we happen to be talking about. And uh, if you're watching on uh, YouTube, there should be chapter titles that show you where we talk about certain things. Um, and if you're listening on SoundCloud or uh, Spotify, look in the description below, and there should be timestamps um, for the stuff that we do talk about if you are concerned about spoilers. So but- I want to throw a curveball your guys' way. What was the first anime that made you cry? Uh, that's a great question. You think I remember further back? Yes, than of course weeks? you should. I remember mine. I, I remember my anime crying virginity being broken. 
Mine was Clannad. <laughs> what was it? It was it was your line April. I remember like it was right when I got back into anime. I watched Death Note, Code Geass, Attack mm-hmm. on Titan, and I think something else. And then I was like I was like, mm. so I'm looking for something like different, like like whatever, like like it was back in the Hygiene Anime Club uh, Facebook group. I was like recommend me something that like you absolutely love and one of the recommendation was your line april I'm like sure let's just give it a watch completely blind and at first i was like mm, i'm not sure if i'm feeling this show you bet by the end of it it was a wreck it was it destroyed me i'm like john my first might be clanad clanad was so good holy shit I, I i'm trying to think if there was an anime i watched before that that actually made me cry or have like these deep feels. And I can't think of anything older than Clannad that I would have watched back in the day that would have made me cry. Cause I know the first time I watched uh Clannad, I definitely did. Clannad is a very slow burn though. Like it, it's very, it takes so much time to sort of get a feel for that show. Right. It's like, it very, not meanders, but just like, it's just a very chill, like slice of life show until it gets like seven until it's not very much yeah not a chill slice of life i mean it's not clonad specifically it's a after story yeah that's sad okay fair fair enough but i mean there's there are some sad parts in the first season as well yeah but like what made me cry like a little bitch was after story it was oh clonad. definitely after story is just like a, a truck to do, the do, face do, do you want to talk about the specific yeah part let's in do after it. story that might have made you cry i mean all right, so spoilers for Clannad After Story, or if you watch the Clannad movie, um, and if anyone here hasn't watched it, this is your time to take off your headphones right now. Oh, that's me. <laughs> okay, yeah. All right. Bye, Tenoda. All right, is he gone? Can the adults talk about the the animus? Yeah, the adults can talk. All right, about let's the talk about bits. it. All right, so when Nagisa fucking dies, right? <laughs> <laughs> The main love interest that you've been built up for the season and a half that you've grown to love and care about because she's helped the main character guy become a better person. When she fucking dies, my heart fucking broke because I was like, she's so she's so small and cute. You know, when you first meet her, she's so precious. She's so precious and must protect. Exactly. Always must protect. It it just breaks my damn heart because on rewatches, like when there's that scene where Nagisa's like, We'll always be together, right? And then mm. I'm just like, Yes, Nagisa <laughs> We'll always be together. You know what wrecked me even more though while watching After Story? Is the hmm. is the is the um is the scene when both he and his daughter are in the field and they're looking for that goddamn toy. And and um Ushio, right? That's uh, his daughter's name. And, yeah, and, Ushio is the. And he's like trying to comfort her. It's like, oh, like it's okay. We can buy a new toy. But and then she's like, it's it's dad's first toy he ever gave to me. And I'm like, oh, oh no, it it ruined me. That that moment just destroyed me. It's so rough. I feel like it's been a long time since I watched Clan Ad and After. You want to do it? I feel like I'm due for a rewatch. I really do. It's, it's I mean, so, rough. so Wait, when I when there, I first so watched it, there's one I, more scene in I, After Story though. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. When Ushio fucking dies. <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> so I just wanted to like, because I wasn't gonna mention this, because that didn't make me cry as hard as Nagisa dying, but um, knowing the Lacey, snow, 
Oh. So my girlfriend mentioned it. She was like, oh, when Ushio dies. I was like, I didn't actually cry when Ushio died. Because <laughs> I was already an empty husk of a person once <laughs> my wife Nagisa died, right? I was like, I'm I'm already dead on the inside. You can't kill me any further. Like, at least you can be with her mom now. So, yeah, and it's like the same disease as Nagisa. And, yeah, in the fucking the snow field. Which she it's has so human. rough. It's, but, yeah, it's super rough, dude. But you know what even, like, managed to make me cry more than that is the fucking ending song they use for the end of the show when it's, like, the this, like, um, montage of all the characters being grown up and Ushio and Nagisa, like, are actually alive and, like, you see the three of them going to, like, the field together. Man, like, I, I, I remember, I, I watch that every now and then on YouTube. It makes, like, it makes me choke up so hard, you know? that fucking song it's like it's so devious it's like it's like oh it's such a cute ed it's such a cute song oh now now we're gonna twist your heart no you will cry when you listen to it every time now uh yeah i feel like i'm due for a rewatch of clanad and maybe we might do a spoiler cast on it at some point who knows that that whole like back half of of after story is so draining and so like just it keeps going and going and wrecking. going and wrecks you yeah and like yeah clanad obviously visual key um the people who created clanad they're a studio that's like they always make sad shit right like before, you know what you're getting into with them yeah before clanad there was air there was canon also very sad stories didn't make me cry but like the suffering that you go through, because obviously you're supposed to, when, when you follow the main character, Okazaki, it's kind of like a self-insert you into the story, right? Mm. He's not actually a self-insert, but he's a little bit of a self-insert. I, I'd say that In the he's, beginning. he's not far off. Because he's pretty plain Jane, like, person, self-insert yourself into the situation, and that's, like, kind of why you feel more attached to the characters. But watching yeah. him suffer throughout his entire life than being, like, I guess saved by Nagisa and then losing her and then like finding um himself again and then trying to take care of his daughter that he abandons just to lose his daughter again, bro. And then he still up. chooses to do it all over again if need be. Like he doesn't yeah, give up on that he, choice when he's given it, you know. It's just it just fucks you up, man. This fucking show. Yeah. We're off to a great start. Shall we Oh man. Yeah, we're off to a great start. Shall we bring the big one back? Yeah. Let's uh I'm oh, back. Welcome back. Oh, he's back. He's, he's back. <laughs> you 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 miss some crying. <laughs> oh boy. By the way, no, I was actually. just uh looking at history uh to figure out Natai's question and like spring two thousand six is fucking stacked. Uh, Orin, Black Lagoon, Disappearance of Haruhi. How did you get to 2006, uh, though? Air Gear. I was just looking at old anime. I was trying to remember, like, if any of them, like, made me cry. I, I was just looking. I'm like, holy shit, this season was stacked. Which season? Uh, Spring, Spring 2006. 2006. Damn. I'm looking at it right. Damn, this was stacked. Holy Seriously. shit. Seriously. 2006 and 2007 were, like, awesome years. You know what else came on in 2007, though? Do tell. Uh, Gurren Lagann. That's true. <laughs> Gurren Lagann did come out in 2007. God, we were fighting the power back then. You want to talk about it? I mean, I, I John, I would love to talk about Gurren Lagann with John. All right, so, as everyone here has seen Gurren Lagann, Gurren yes. Lagann, 
Yes. I, I hope so. Okay. I really hope so. All right. So. <laughs> so, the moment that made me cry in Gurren Lagan was when Nia fucking dies. <laughs> Everyone I'm fucking dies. I'm starting to sense a pattern here with John. Everyone fucking dies. So, all right. So, you got to understand. Uh, when, when Nia, when, when Simone finally, like, when we go through the journey, he already lost Kamina, right? Like, I hated the show when Kamina died. I, I I couldn't fucking stand. I was like, I can't believe you killed the coolest fucking guy here. Were you Were you actually like legitimately angry when Kamina died? Yes, I hate I that shit. Too. I hate because this is yet understand. This is when I was like brand new into anime, so I, I hadn't had a refined palate yet. So I was upset. <laughs> I didn't that know the, the coolest guy. Well, it's because you don't care about why he dies. You only care that he did die. True and. I didn't care about how good the story could have been, so that's why I dropped it, right? And that's why it took me three times to watch Gurren Lagann to actually like it. Because on my second watch through, I actually finished all of it, and I hated Gurren Lagann because Nia fucking died, and Simone loses everything. Like, Simon already... Simone. Shimon. Uh, Simon, the driller. Already lost his brother. He already was betrayed by the fucking world, even though he saved it, like, twice. And then they fucking, like betray him and then he comes back and saves them all again when they fucked up and i'm like i would have just let the world burn at this point like fuck them dude but he's such a good boy but he's such a good guy and then he meets his wife nia and then they finally get married and everything's finally cool and then she fucking dies she like disappears because she's a spiral and she can't maintain her body and i'm just like i was just so fucking empty i was like he did all of this out of the bottom of his heart, out of the love for Nia, just for her to fucking die on their wedding day. And I'm just like, like dude, I, it's I so, just... so powerful. How he's like, sort of like he accepts it, you know, like, yeah, what a because fucking, what a fucking guy. Yeah. What a fucking giga Chad. Like Simon yeah. is actually a giga Chad. He becomes the man that Kamina always knew he would become. Right. He went to, he went to meet his full potential as like the main character. And that's why Gurren Lagann is so good with the writing. And that's why on my third watch through, I could appreciate the ending and I can appreciate all the things because it all happened for a reason and it all fits in perfectly. But that doesn't mean I'm sec- I was just so sad because I was just he did everything right, man. He never, ever betrayed anyone's expectations. Even when the world was against him, he still fought for them. And for him to have nothing at the end to show for it, they take away his uh, fucking mecha. Because they sent it, he wanted the new generation to be able to protect the planet. He gave up everything for them, and he gets nothing in return. That's so fucked up. I feel like Gurren Lagan is an anime that definitely deserves more than one watch. Because, like, I, I'm I like John. The very first time I watched it, I fucking was angry. Like, <laughs> bitch, you killed the best character halfway through. What the fuck? I still haven't. <laughs> and then, okay, oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. Go, go no, ahead. just saying, I haven't rewatched it fully, but like I loved it from beginning to end, and that, that was a few years ago. It's, it's been a while, but um, two months ago, uh, me and my brothers were just watching it and, sh- and showing uh, another friend who never watched it. We were showing him the first episode, and man, that moment when like first for the first time, Kamina and Simone like used the drill and like just like screamed together and like with like all this force just. Like, go through the, the earth and up to the sky. It's such a... That made me emotional as fuck seeing them together again, you know? Like, seeing them, like that dynamic again, I'm like, Ah, oh, my boys! <laughs> that sound, like, oh. It's not what you think. You know, uh, it's funny. I think 
for me, the end of it, when Mia fucking dies and he has nothing in the end, to me, it seems like at the end, he was just happy where he was and the fact that they oh, made yeah. it. So I never perceived it as the world betray him, betraying him. Moreover, he's retired and he's living in melancholic peace. No, prior to the wedding and Nia fucking dying was when the, his the the new town and everything betrayed him. Yeah, that was before. And he him. still like got in the he still got in the the, the mecca and still saved the world. He still got oh, in the yeah world yeah by yeah CG. that's right that's right yeah that's why you, I'm man. just like. Right before the wedding and all that stuff. And I'm just like, first of all, you shouldn't be here. Fuck you. You're a piece of shit. Fuck you. Fuck you. Why are you at the wedding? You're a bitch. Fuck you. Like, I was so upsetty spaghetti, man. Extremely upsetty spaghetti. But now, it just, it's just so sad because he gets nothing. It made me cry because he... He deserves happiness. He does. He, he really did. Because he's such a good boy. Gordon Lang is so fucking good. Gurren Lagann is, it's way, so a lot of people look at Gurren Lagann and they think, oh, it's just this cheesy, like, action anime, and yeah, it has oh, moments no, like no, that, no, but no. if you actually sit and pay attention to it, like, there's fucking deep shit going on in the background, Bro, man. it's fucking human spirit, it's oh, so it fucking is. good. This is, like, Imaishi at his fucking best, Jesus Christ. Ugh. Hmm. But yeah, I definitely think if you're someone who's only watched Gurren Lagann one time and you don't, like, fucking understand, like, watch it again. Just give it another shot. It's a quick watch. On a second watch, I guarantee you, you'll see stuff you, de- you didn't see the first time and you'll appreciate it much, much more. Great show. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Who else fucking dies, Speaking John? great shows. By the way, I, I, yeah, John, everything he's been talking about is characters fucking dying. <laughs> yeah, like, on my notes, because I, I like to take little just on my notes i i don't really like write out what i'm saying i just put on a small blurb that if i hear it i'm gonna know what it's gonna be about <laughs> so mine is like x fucking dies like x character gonna f- fucking dies x gonna give it to you but <laughs> x, x will deliver to you by the way while while you were talking chinoda uh, was like digging into the history of, of of anime seasons i was just looking at 2007 since we mentioned Gurren Lagann and it coming out in 2007 do you know what two anime came out in the exact same season and they were the two most watched anime that Death season Note? <laughs> no uh not not the same season not spring summer of 20, uh, 2007 Bacano and school oh days. my god yeah I mean, I'm looking at that, and those are the two most watched anime of that season, and I'm thinking, wow, what a difference in quality. <laughs> That's Why did everyone watch School? Oh, whatever. I think it's at this point, it's just a meme. Oh, it was a meme, meme back then, like. So. I don't know. Anyone else want to go, or can I can I talk about Code Geass? <laughs> want to talk about Code Geass? <laughs> I mean, let's, let's talk about more characters fucking dying. All right, oh, this Jesus is the last Christ. of it for my list, because I just I was like, I can't just keep putting character deaths. But there's yes, only a can. few character deaths that made me cry. And have we all seen Code Geass here? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yee. Okay. Lelouch fucking dies. <laughs> <laughs> all right, now I want to say before we go any further, we're all agreed that there's only two seasons of Code Geass. I don't know what Geass, you're talking right? about. It's only two. Okay. We only know okay. about uh, Lelouch of the Rebellion and R2. That's all. That's the only ones that exist ever. That's because that's all that's ever been made. Yeah. So, Confirmed. 
Lelouch has built himself this new kingdom, right? It looks like he's turning evil. He's lost some shit. He has become like um, I have brought peace, justice, and stability to my new empire. <laughs> and like <laughs> your new empire. There are two scenes that make me cry in uh, Code Geass. The very first one that I cried at was at the very end when Lelouch fucking dies, and they have that song playing while they're yeah. showing off, like, and then like Nanali finds out that Lelouch is dead. Uh, Suzaku has to carry on like the zero mask, but it's like, I'm gonna give you everything you wanted, which is world peace, but you're gonna have to live with the weight of me dying, and you have to play my character. Oh, it's and I'm so just like, good. it's so good, and it's like Colin, you see her, and it's she's just like melancholically looking into the distance and it's just like the song the music everything about it is great right and I it's just, a perfect it just, ending it's an amazing fucking ending that i think the sad part about it is not necessarily what happens it's people's reaction to it yeah not because, only at least that's what's sad yeah. for me well what's sad is that he, it he's built up this entire because you watch when lulu should get introduced to him he's just like this super smart guy who like he's like 37th in line for the throne right He's like, yeah, yep. I can't do anything to save the world. It's fucked up. So then he gets gifted this power of the Gias through the uh, the Gias Witch, uh, C2. And I was going to say CC, but I was like, no, it's C2. <laughs> and then he starts, like, playing fucking 5D chess. <laughs> and 5D, he's like, and he's he's like starts a revolution. Ahead of everybody. Yeah. And he has, like, all this stuff. And it's just, it feels so good because he finally gets everything at the end. But for him to fucking die and leave everyone alone, like his sister Nunnally, uh, it just broke me. I was just like, like, it's not that I was sad when I cried. It was like tears of, I don't know, tears that I just had tears because I was just like, I, the story was so good. And I just can't believe that he's dead. But like the world, he saved it. He did it. My dude did it. You know, yeah. tears, not really, it was like more like tears of joy, I guess. It's that I was satisfying. just like, that's called good writing. <laughs> That's called I don't excellent know, dude, writing. Like, <laughs> that moment when when Shirley fucking dies, that got me pretty hard as well. Like, I oh yeah, and then like you can see the pain on Lelouch's face. Like, I hated. So I didn't. Die, I did not cry when Shirley died, and I hated Rolo when that happens because he kills oh. Shirley. And I'm just no. like, I can't fucking believe you do that, you piece of shit. Fuck you, Rolo. But on my subsequent watch throughs, I actually felt bad for Rolo, and I actually cried. After Rolo died after one time, because I was like, he's as much a victim in all of this as anyone else. He didn't know any better. And he's just like, he just always wanted a family member, right? He always wanted to be, uh, he really wanted Lelouch to be his big brother. Even though he was sent to Lelouch under false pretenses to be a spy, he actually like became enamored with Lelouch and his idea, you know? And that's why he did what he did and killed Shirley. But it was just... Again, at the very beginning, I hated him, but subsequent watchers, I love Rolo now because it's like he did nothing wrong. <laughs> as much as I, I yeah. hate that he kills Shirley, he did everything for Lelouch. Everything that he he's done is always for Lelouch. There's so and many it's tragic just like, characters it kills in that me. show. Yeah, it was tragic. Yeah, especially Table Coon. Oh, oh my shut god! Shut the fuck up! <laughs> you would have loved to be Table Coon. Piece of shit. Man, I forgot about that meme. Fucking hate Nina. Nina. Yeah, Nina sucks. (laughs) Man, me and my homies all hate Nina. (laughs) So Table Coon really hates Nina. (laughs) 
have a uh, question for you all. All right. Okay. Okay. You all remember Erased? Yeah. Yes, I do, because it was one of the first big anime that came out right after we started the podcast. I don't know, man. Like, I love Erased for all of its flaws, and there are a lot of it. That fucking breakfast scene, though, holy shit. It just, like, comes out of nowhere and hits you like a truck. At least it did for me. I don't know about you guys. I wonder, like, did you guys respond to, like, did it get you emotionally or not really? Not really. Erased. Could you remind me of the scene? So I basically, they save uh, the girl. Um, fuck. What was her name? Kyo? Uh, I, I remember her. No, I'm blanking yeah. on the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they sort of save her for the time being while they're in the past. And then, you know, she's coming from this very abusive home where, like, her mother is absolutely crazy and beats her up every day. And she wakes up, and uh, um, the main character's mother, she is making breakfast. And then it cuts to her looking oh, at breakfast, right. and she's looking, but all she sees is like a fucking like almost like like a piece of loaf, like a loaf of bread, and nothing. Then it cuts back to like this gorgeous like a- animation of this like breakfast food that she's having. She's looking at. She just starts tearing up and crying, you know, because it's like the first time she ever like received any type of love or like warmth from like anyone like that, right? Oh god, it's yeah. So powerful. God, that you, scene was see, fucked. See, that scene, that scene did kind of hit me a little hard, but I when you said breakfast scene, I thought you meant the the breakfast scene in like the first episode where it sets it no, up. No, no. Fucking dies. No, no. Not, not, that, that, it's a great hook, but no, I'm talking about that scene. Oh, uh, it's it's a it, let me tell you something. Nothing got me into a race quicker than that scene. It's great, but no, I'm talking about that like it's I think it's like episode 8 or something. Um, yeah, it's midway through the run. It's somewhere in the midpoint. It's so it's so well directed. I that it's scene. it's yeah. amazing. I love that scene. I like no the the intercut though between what she's like used to seeing and then what's actually happening in front of her, and then her breaking down. That that was really Kyle. Well done. That's the cinematography the of, of that was really well done. Yeah, it's it's so good. The the editing, the direction, the the music. It's so fucking. Listen. I would highly recommend you all rewatch your race. It's a very quick watch, and it's it's such a good like ride all the way through. It's not a perfect. is a little yeah. It's not a perfect show. Yeah. it's not a perfect show. But when you're in it, it just like it's a really really fun watch. Um, just a really fun show overall. Not great, not amazing, but it has a really honestly. Fun I will say, I think Erased is still worth watching simply for how well a lot of the characters get developed in such a short period of time. Also, like awesome direction and music it's just a really good show yeah, yeah i love that scene it just like yeah it's great that op is still a bad bro guy. fucking asian kung fu generation it's so good like a naruto song yeah <laughs> that that's that yeah that scene that scene really did um hit me though um i i'd almost completely forgotten about it but yeah it is one of the gr- great scenes in erased if you ask we'll rewatch me. it later after recording yeah <laughs> <laughs> See, I can't say it was a very uh, powerful and impactful scene. Like it's supposed to be emotional, but it didn't make me cry. Like it made it me really happy. Me like, off guard. Really? I mean, I don't know. I, 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 I like it, you're happy, but it's like I was caught off guard how much. Yeah, yeah, I, no, I was, get it. Yeah, yeah. You like you don't expect it. to it does like come out of nowhere. Like there's no there's no like build up to it. Like it just happens. Yeah. I mean, his mom is like the best mom in all of anime history, but <laughs> oh yeah, is she? Like, best I, mom? Hmm. Um, she's, uh, she's definitely up there. up there. All right, we're gonna have, that's a new episode right there. 
<laughs> Ranking anime moms, let's go. <laughs> Best anime MILF in all of anime. Mother knows breast. Oh, shit. Yes. The hills have size. <laughs> Anyone yes. you can do, I can do better. <laughs> yes. Full of this generous. Also, the mom in uh, in Erased has some nice. Oh my god, no, 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 the no, lips, stop it. The no. delicious lips. Oh my god, not this stop. again. Uh, it's been years. <laughs> it's been eighty-seven years. <laughs> but yeah, love um, that scene. So. I hate. I hate to. Well, you know what? No, I'm not going to talk about a character death. I, just, I swear to God, I'm not. I am going to talk about a character saying goodbye. Right. What is it? <laughs> Which is almost as bad as a character death, I suppose. Is it uh, fucking uh, Makia again? Deafen myself. No, no, I'm not talking. Talk, I want to talk about Makia because that made me ugly cry like a little bitch. But. No, I want to talk about Monogatari's second season, which. Chinoda, yep. go. <laughs> because <laughs> um, i know you haven't watched it yet overrated and, and Ty, girl you and i you and i recently did the uh spoiler cast for um uh second all the spoiler cast for second season yeah. so we've recently re- rewatched this um hachikuji's goodbye in second season is listen really listen. sad that arc i i'm not a fan but holy shit, that scene just goes and goes and goes See, and kills you. We, ta- we talked about this. We talked about this during the uh, during the spoiler cast. That that arc is kind of probably one of the only like truly mid arcs in Monogatari. But boy, does it stick the landing. That ending holy is shit. so powerful, and I don't even like Hachikuji that much as a character. How dare oh, you? Yeah, I know. My How precious little lost cow. So. <laughs> I remember watching back when I used to watch Monogatari until I just like I think I stopped at Owari, right? I'm pretty mm. sure I stopped at watching at Owari, but when Hachikuzi says goodbye, I didn't realize what was happening. I didn't realize it was going to be a permanent thing. But when she actually says goodbye and kisses him, I'm just like, "Wait, wait, hold on. No. <laughs> no, I'm ready. No. No, 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 no. No, no, no." It definitely it didn't make me ugly cry, but I definitely did tear up because I was just like, wait, oh, wait, I hold on. No, you can't do this. <laughs> it's like, wait, illegal. that's illegal. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> wait. This no, is she's illegal. been here. It's, it's literally watching that scene the first time. I was like that meme. Like, no, no, Mm-mm. no, no. Because hell no. Because <laughs> Hachikuji is like the second girl from the Monogatari series that we learn, like we get to after um Crab Girl, right? Kitagi. Yeah. So, and it, it's like the, I just, the entire dynamic that she has with Aragi, Aragi, she, like, it, she it's always so fun and Sita. cheeky. I love it so much. It's so dumb. Yeah. In a good it's way. It's so dumb. And like, uh, I, it's just. There's something about that scene though, man. Like, it, it just, you don't realize it's happening until it's like almost over. And then you're like, oh no. It's that fucking Why? soundtrack, dude. They fucking use Happy Bite in this very emotional like uh. rendition of it. And you're like, stop it. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Put away the sad violins. Get away from it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the, 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 I think the sadder part is like Aranagi's like insistence, like no, I'll, I'll make I'll, I'll make this right, I'll make it so you don't have to go. It's like no, just, just she's like no, just and she's like so supposed to as we, like as we funnily enough as we talk about Simone, she's also like very accepting of the situation. It's like ah, oh, it is what like 
this is how it's gonna be. Like, it is what it is. And she just lets go. It's like, ugh. God damn it. We also get adult Hachikuji in the same arc. and oh True. No, no, that's I the arc beforehand. Is it? That's the arc right before? Yeah, yeah. You're thinking about the other arc where they with the zombies. Oh, yeah, Which, yeah, yeah. I mean, I talked about it then, but... Mm, you know what? You know what? You know what? <laughs> Fuck it. We're talking about Monogatari. That fucking <laughs> spiritual journey Hanekawa has in her arc. Holy shit. Yes. That, like... I'm biased. I know. It's one of my favorite arcs, if not my favorite. You are a slut for her. I love her so much. I love her. She's my favorite character. But that sort of journey that she has, where she's like, sort of like, grows up and understands that, like, she sort of accepts herself for who she is, is not, and is not trying mm-hmm. to get away from herself. Man, that was like, a, that was like a, like, I don't even, I didn't cry, but it was like a very, Yeah, it was a very emotional, like, scene to experience, because, like, man, it's like, this character is actually, like, coming to terms with herself of who she is as a person, it's like, it it gets you thinking, right? It's, ugh, so good. And then when she confesses to Aragi, god damn it. (sighs) And he just turns her dad's like, no. And then she just lets it all out, (laughs) all of these emotions, she's like, lets it all (laughs) out. But she knew the answer. She already knew the answer. It's like, she, but she she asked anyway because she just had to put it to rest. You know, she had to let that emotion go. It's like she she needs a hug. I want to hug her so bad. Do you know another scene with Hanakawa that I? Re- it's not super emotional, but I think it's really great for her character development. Is when she's talking to Kaiki in um, uh, Hitagi End. Oh yes. Slap he's like Kaiki just slaps her tells like bitch you don't know shit. <laughs> get God. humbled. Yeah, get humbled, I know, right? When she literally gets humbled by Kaiki. Oh, oh man, so I love that scene so much. Uh but yeah, that, that spiritual journey she goes on is is really it's crazy. And then like the payoff at the end is she gets fucking turned down with her confession. Yeah. But it's it's all good, you know. So she yeah. she, I, I she, she knows that, she though, she knows like, the answer already, but you know it's okay, it's all right. Yeah, I I love the symbolism in that, like the whole losing your innocence thing. It's like, yeah, I get it. We've all been there. On again, the when she's like she's like coming to terms with her negative emotions, she literally absorbs the envy and the sort of anger she has into herself and accepts it, and she's like, it's gonna be okay. Don't get past through it. It's fine. For those of you out there who are still listening because you don't give a shit about spoilers and you've never seen the Monogatari series, I swear to God, it's more than a fucking toothbrushing scene. I promise you. And yet, the only thing I ever remember about Monogatari is the toothbrushing scene. That's because it's so shocking. Top 10 betrayals in anime. (laughs) (laughs) That toothbrush. All right, let's Let's get a Genota in here. here. All right. See if he's paying attention. Is he paying? Is is he paying attention? No, he's not paying attention. Oh, he is. No, Never okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I also want to talk about a character. Now. Oh, nice. Oh, Jesus Christ! I, John's talked about it. Let me talk about it. I swear. All right, who fucking uh, dies? All right. So, um, spoilers, of course, for uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part Five and potentially other parts of just JoJo's JoJo. Have not seen them. Um, yeah, just JoJo. JoJo is sad. Um, not not all the time, but no. Vori so Kreku. Hemon Kreku Vori. 
I want to talk about a specific death in uh, JoJo's Part 5, and it's not necessarily the one you're thinking of. It is not a Bakio's death, as, fu- as sad as that is. Um, no, I want to talk about Narancha's death, because that one hit me fucking hard. So, little behind the scenes here, I actually read Part 5 before I watched it. It's, it's the only part of JoJo, well, the first part of JoJo, that I actually read before I watched the anime. Um it's still to this day the only shonen manga that has ever made me cry. And that scene, I don't know what it is about that scene because there are death flags all over the place. <laughs> like I still didn't expect it when Narancha it goes, "Oh, maybe once this is over I'll go study." Oh no, no. No, literally no. just 5 seconds later, death flag, dude. Death flags on. everywhere. They were waving the f- death flags and I still didn't see it. I was just like, I, I love so my boy. I, I was so I loved him, and, like, it just came out of nowhere, and I was like, See, what? usually, though, with Death Flags, right, there's, like, a chapter or two chapters, or even more, before it actually happens. No, with this, the Death Flag happens, and then the death immediately proceeds. And it's so instant, you know? It's like, oh, where's Narancha? Oh, shit, he's dead. <laughs> oh, shit, he's he's nailed to the fucking ceiling. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, I I remember when 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 you read that you were like losing it on Discord like you changed your avatar to Narancha like I fucking love this manga so much. <laughs> <laughs> I oh man, the, oh, reading JoJo's has been like a, a fucking trip. Like it's crazy, right? And it deserves like it's it's. I don't know, place is like this crazy over the top story, which it is, but it has these moments in it that just make you go. Man, but there are so many of these moments. Like as you said, like Abakio's death as well. It's like so fucking shocking because it's like it's it's, it's that's why it's so instant. There are no death flags whatsoever. It, it for just that. And it just happens, and it's like and it's like as right as you explore his past of like being like a cop, like a sort of like being in this like sh- very shady sort of like, like being a shady cop to some extent. And it's like which I want to point out. Know. I want to point out, like in other stories, that might be a death flag when we're experiencing a character's backstory. But at this point in JoJo's Part Five, when this happens, we have explored multiple characters' backstories, and they have not died. Fucking messed up, like surviving that <laughs> shit out for no fucking reason. It's like, oh, I know. I still love that when he when Trish realizes she's in this <laughs> body and that face that. It smells so bad. <laughs> but no, I don't. I, for whatever, Abakia's death. Yeah, it's sudden and it's shocking, and I, yeah, it hit me a little bit too. But I don't know. There's something about Naranja's death that just really. I think it's because of how, like, throughout all the shit that happens in Part Five, he stays like super positive about everything. Like he's always happy. He's always positive. It's like Naranja's yeah, our lovable idiot. Yes, but he's always like, tomorrow's going to be so great, guys. Even today, even though today is shit, it's going to be so great. And he's always like the guy that's there lifting everyone's spirits up. And then he's just gone. Like, starting from part two, Araki got really good at killing characters. Like, in, in, yeah. And I mean, I he stopped killing Like, when, when he fucking kills, <laughs> when, when, excuse me, when Caesar fucking dies, and it's like in an instant, and it's like the fucking crossfall. I know, right? It's like, I didn't cry, but it's like, holy shit. It's like, yeah, it's great. I, mm, I mean, hell, we're talking about people dying like, like that. Fucking Iggy in part three. God damn it, Iggy! It just happens. It literally just happens. Would you rather uh, try to survive as a dog in the JoJo's universe? <laughs> <I> know, <right? laughs> no, stop, John. 
No. I dogs in the JoJo's universe do not have long lifespans. No. No. No, no. Um I I you're right though. Like part 1 is it, it, it it's whatever. I I like it. I know a lot of people don't, but after part 2 though, Araki got so good with like how he writes character deaths. Yeah. Like I don't know, they they always hit you in some way. Like, whether it's really sad or really touching or or some combination, like it, it, it really hits you every time a character dies. Because like in part one, almost every time like a character dies, they have this like last monologue of like like oh no, it's okay. While they're dying, they like get like this this like fairy tale moment of like talking to someone before they die. They die, and they're like oh, they just like yeah. die. And then very classic. Yeah, show. but then like from part two, it's like oh okay, like yeah, like Caesar fought to the end, but then he just. Boom, like that fucking like concrete falls on him, he's dead and he's gone, and that's it, right? Yeah. And he keeps on with that that's trend. It. I do like how most of the time when people die in JoJo's, it's not this long drawn out thing. It's like it just happens and people don't get a, a like a long time to grieve and they just have to go on. Because in the situation they're in, you could believe that they wouldn't have that kind of time to sit there and grieve for very long. Yeah. Yeah. It's anyway, I, I'm done talking about character deaths. I swear to God. Fucking god. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's. I'll. Chinoda, I'll take it. You you mentioned something because you've been having to go away so often. All right. Uh. God. Let, let let's uh let's let's go. Mm, do we want to go back to character deaths? There's a lot of death in my list too. <laughs> yeah, I know. I got something not death related uh, for instance for if we want to go there as well. Take a break from death. Okay, let's take a quick break from death. Then go back to death after. Natai? So I think that was your key. No, no. I'm just like <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking to myself like how to phrase it. So Okay, okay. I'll, I'll... So 5 centimeters per second. Great movie. Oh, Great Jesus. short movie. It's like oh, Hold on. I got to go. <laughs> God oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> the episode where Chinoda is on but not on. But not actually here. I would argue that five centimeters per second is actually Makoto Shinkai's best. Film. I wouldn't go that far. I like it a lot. Don't get me wrong, but it's not even like the movie is, itself is is good. But when you get to the ending of it, there's like you have this like very last monologue of like the two leads sort of like talking about like the regrets and whatnot, and then it just like the song is on in the background of like in a radio playing. It's like this very like melancholic, like very like sad song that's playing. Then they keep talking. Then the beat drops, bam, and it just plays in full volume, and you see this montage of both leads like living their lives, almost coming across, like, seeing each other every now and then, but, like, passing each other without even noticing the other, you know? And it's like... And that song carries that fucking moment, you know? We talk about, like, John mentioned when we talk about uh, Code Geass, like, the song and the ending, and, like, like, music is such a perfect way to, like, tap into your, like, emotions, right? And that whole Tug on the heartstrings, yeah, yeah, right. And that whole sequence at the end of the movie with the song, especially like that, made me tear up like crazy because it, it's it's not necessarily like sad. It just like you know you, it's I don't maybe it is heartbreaking. I don't know. It's just like there's something about that sequence. No, it's just life, dude. Yeah, it just because you suffer because when t- you kind of taken aback, but it's like fuck, right? Yeah. 
I what mean, was John about to say? Have... Cut him off. Uh, oh, yeah, what were you going to say, John? Oh, I was just going to say, the reason why it's like, it's not so much sad as it's just like, man, that's some real shit. Yeah. <laughs> that's life. That's relatable. Like, the fact that you make relationships, you try to make it work as much as you want, and you think this person's the end-it-all, be-all person you're going to be with, but then it's eventually time moves on, you know? And eventually you will forget about that person because life just keeps moving regardless Time's of your arrow marches on. Yeah, and it's just like... In the words of Jeff Goldblum, life uh, finds a way. <laughs> what? That has nothing to do with the... Anyway. God damn so, Alex. Yeah, I know. Way to... I love Jurassic Park. Shut up. We're not talking about your um, gay frogs. But... <laughs> But that whole sequence is just so, it's like, I, I like, every now and then I rewatch it and it's like, just hits you every time, right? It just like takes you back. Do you ever wonder, mm-hmm. do you ever wonder, Natai, how often that happens, like, in your own life where someone maybe you were friends with or even had dated before, they were like literally right across the Bro, street. Bro, it literally, I literally had a five centimeters per second moment happen like a few years ago. I know what it's like. It's, it's fucking weird. And I think that's why I really like Makoto Shinkai is really obsessed with that sort of, like, connection between people over, like, some type of distance, right? Whether it be, like, physical distance or actual time sort of distance. I think that's why I, like, really, like, sort of, like, those movies, I really, like, gravitate towards them. But, yeah, it's just, like, it's so melancholic. It's so, it's just, it's so real. It feels so real, right? <clears throat> that's why it's so good yeah. i love that sequence so much listen if you haven't the movie is like only an hour long it's very short go watch it it's great yeah and, and you know if you have watched it and you just want to hear us <clears> gush <throat> about it some more john and i did a movie review on it not too long oh, ago you did? <laughs> just say all right just... bring back chinoda because back. i want to talk about another makoto shinkai film let's fucking go okay let's do this <laughs> All right. Wait, do we know if he's seen it? <laughs> yeah, didn't we just uh You guys just did a movie it. review of it. We just did a movie review, yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> what the heck, Alex? How did you forget? This is our last recording. I'm I'm sorry, my brain was in a completely different space right there for a second. Literally the episode before this episode. So, um I want to talk about your name and how it made me cry like a little bitch. Yeah, boy. So it didn't make me cry at any part in it other than the part where the grandma gets carried up the hill mm. because I felt that on a personal level. Like when I loved my grandmother before she passed away, she she raised me and I'm a very much a grandma's boy. And when the uh, main character is carrying his, her Mitsuha. grandma up the hill, Mitsuha is, and it's like, I remember that. I remember having to, like, because when she gets older, it's like she can't walk that fast and you want to help her out. And it hit me so hard because the grandma was, like, just talking about just stories. You know, old people love to tell you stories. Stories of their life, stories of their past, things that they've experienced. They just love reliving their stories because it helps them remember, too. And I'm like, my grandma did that all the time. And when he's carrying or she's carrying up uh, their grandma and she's just going off about the history of the place and, like, their place in all of it, you know, their family history and stuff. I just started bawling because I was just like, I just made me think of my grandma. And mm. I was just like, oh, oh, no. No, I don't want to cry. No. And then the waterworks. <laughs> so it wasn't a character death. It was just, uh, well, I mean, it was a in real life death that made me cry. The memory of my grandma. Because I was just like, this reminds me of my grandma. The ending to that like, movie as well is like, 
something else. I can't say anything else in your name made me actually feel as strong as an emotion as my own personal connection to the grandma character. But I mean, that's, hey, that's a perfectly good reason, though. Like, it's a very personal thing, and it's, I think something, again, what we talked about with five centimeters per second, like, Makoto Shinkai does well. Those, like, personal, intimate, like, uh, human moments that people have with each other. Was there, like, an emotion, like, a moment for you guys while watching a show that maybe it wasn't intentionally supposed to be an emotional moment, but you guys sort of, like, reacted to it like that? Oh, absolutely. Do tell. No, I don't remember. I just remember. <laughs> I remember oh, yeah, it's for sure, I don't remember specifics, but I remember this happening. I remember it's happened to me. I just don't remember any specific moments. I'll be honest. I remember watching uh, uh, Dr. Stone. Uh, pretty good show. Would highly recommend it. Just a really fun watch. Um, Spoilers for it, by the way. There is, like, it's not an emotional moment, like, intentionally, I guess. But there's, like, this one moment in the show where, like, you know, they have this, like, <clears throat> they're sort of, like, gathering some, like, minerals or whatever and talking about stuff. And while, like, the main character is doing that, you can tell, like, something's going on. Like, it seems that some of the other people around him, like, doing something very shady. It's, like, you're, like, waiting for something really stupid to happen. I'm like, ah, oh, great, it's going to be a really stupid, like, betrayal arc or whatever. It's going to be really dumb. And then he's actually... And then... Like, he arrives back in camp, and there's this really, really great moment of, like, when, up, to, up to this point, still, they play it out like a classic, like, oh, it's like, everyone's got to turn on this main character or whatnot, and then when the reveal happens, like, oh, we built you this, like, telescope as a gift for your birthday. And I don't know why, like, the way it's, like, framed, the way it's, like, presented, it's, like, this, it's a very wholesome moment of, like, oh, wow, like, all of his friends, like, he, he doesn't even care about like, birthdays and whatnot, right? But, like, his friend just, like, created this, like, gift for him. It just, like, I don't know, it just made me, like, tear up for some reason. I'm like, holy shit, what? It's like, I don't know. It was Probably a very you, surprising you built moment. it up that he was going to get betrayed because, like, in typical shonen fashion, right? Yeah. But it's still that, like I that was sense it... of like the sense of relief that it didn't happen, combined with the fact that like his friends was thinking about him and stuff like that. It's just a very wholesome moment, and like I just, I, it just like really got to me, and I was very like surprised by it. it's like, like I love that show a lot, but that moment was like always sticks out to me as like a really nice moment. It's like, so Natai. You're talking about uh, Dr. Stone, and it actually did remind me of a moment <laughs> from that anime that actually really fucking moved me. Um, the scene where, what's her name, the really little girl that wears the coconut? Oh, um, yeah. fuck, what was her name? You know who I'm talking about. I know about. what I'm talking about, where she, like, she wears a watermelon as a head. Yeah, oh yeah, watermelon, not a coconut, yeah. When uh, Senku gave her um, glasses in her uh, Suica, watermelon that's her to help Fuck. her see. Yeah. When, when he gave her glasses and like she actually looked at the world as it is for the first time. Oh my god. She can bro, finally see. Moved. Like, uh, because she couldn't, like, they have no glasses. They, have the, they don't have that technology. Yeah. As, as a person that has obviously bad eyesight, uh, I wear glasses... Ah, welcome, welcome <laughs> in. We need more people like you. Um, <laughs> uh, that moment, like 
I haven't had that moment in a very long time. Just like maybe whenever I'm getting new glasses or something. But when that happened, it's it's always a gift that keeps on getting uh giving. It's just a such a wonderful moment for to see someone else for them to truly see the world as is. That's why I love videos that uh colorblind people getting uh, oh, the yeah. special Seeing glasses color, that let them yeah. see the real world it's as awesome. is. I love those. Or deaf people being able to hear for the first time. Exactly. I love those things. I'm a slut for those things because it's just wonderful. It's so heartwarming. It's such a heartwarming moment. And that, that right there, that actually moved me a lot. I, I, I had to take a pause and was like, damn. That was just, that's a genuine human moment. And they captured it perfectly. Yeah. I love it. Dr. Strong is like generally just a very like wholesome and heartwarming show. It's It's really great. Absolutely. Yes, I too enjoy paying to see. <laughs> Thanks, Alex. <laughs> God damn it. That's what wearing glasses is in the modern world. It's paying to see. It is. It's not fun. Oh. All right. <laughs> so, Shinoda's like, oh, I need a <laughs> Give me a sec. Hold on, everyone. I just need a Look, minute. I got hit with the existential reality of capitalism <laughs> for a second, glasses. and I was like, I need Fuck. a minute. <laughs> Like, I gotta pay to see. This is bullshit. I know. Tell me about it. <laughs> I don't know how much you have to pay to see, but I gotta pay nearly a grand to see. Oh, God. Jeez. I'm so happy my eyes aren't that bad yet. Oh, listen. Have we all watched Anohana? <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna need to get some... Oh, no. <laughs> listen, that show... So, Alex, I told you this before, right? So... So, like, first time I watched it, destroyed me. I love it. It's a fantastic show. A few, I think maybe it was six months later, maybe more than that. I don't know what was wrong with me. I was, like, sitting at home. I was feeling like, you know, really, I was in a bad place. And I decided to binge the whole thing again. And I I pulled my eyes out. I pulled my eyes out even more. I was in a bad yeah, place, so up. I decided that's, that's to watch Depression. I, like, I don't know what. I, something was in me that I just couldn't know. I, I didn't know how to, like, sort of let out. I didn't know how to, like, fucking um, contextualize, I guess. So I just decided. I was like, I'll watch an episode. I, re- I just binged the whole thing. I, cr- I cried even more than the first time. That show is oh, a roller coaster, oh. dude. Do, do you want to hear a funny story about Anohan? <laughs> What? This isn't gonna be funny. <laughs> it's it, it's kind of funny. It's a little fucked up, but it's kind of funny. What? Oh Jesus! So back back a few years ago, when Riker used to be on the podcast, yeah, he lived here in Florida with me, and we hung out from time to time. And he was kind of super depressed. It was right after his girlfriend broke up with him, and I was hanging out with him, and he was like really really sad. And I just turned to him. And I said, "Do you want to watch Anahana?" <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> Why? <laughs> And he gave me a look like, you bitch. But I got him to laugh. And you did it? No, oh, okay. we didn't do it. That's not stupid. Dude, I don't know. I think I think it's great that you can like watch shows that will help you cry. Because sometimes you need a good cry. We watch Space Dandy, though. Oh, fair. Helps but, out and start to like break the dam down. And then once the waterworks start flowing, you just like... Listen. Because like, obviously there's the... um. I don't know song? if it's a dopamine hit, but, like, oh. there's a catharsis in, like, crying yeah. it all out. 
Definitely. Let me ask, mm. in Anahana, what was, like, the moment that really hit you guys All of most? it. It's all of it, dude. Like, the moment... Of course, all of the, it, no, but, no, like, no, there no. has to be... Bitch, the moment the secret bass, keep, like, starts playing, you bet I'm with the tissues, dude. I can't. That song ruins <laughs> me. Every time. I don't know, man. There's so many moments in that show that are, like, just, like, uh, just got to me. The ending, obviously, is, like, really powerful, right? But it's the journey to that moment that is also just filled with so many moments where, like, I don't know. Sometimes, yeah, that's one of the strong points of the show, isn't it? They, it's not just the ending, but they have multiple strong moments along the way, and all of them, literally all of them, will make you feel. You don't have a choice in it. You will feel. Oh, yeah. Oh, that show is something else. I think just pretty much any scene with Menma will just get me. <laughs> Menma, we found you. Oh. <laughs> I can't believe you've done you this. Know, right? Don't be fucking get, uh, get me started on Snafu, though. No, we're not, we're not going there. Oh, God, no. Can we we're not? We're not going there. I've seen what happens when you talk about Snafu. We're not going there. <laughs> so a silent voice is pretty good. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. You want to talk about silent voice? I mean, it is. It is. So it is. It is. It is pretty genuinely good. It's a fucking phenomenal anime movie. Also, it literally at the very beginning just hits you with the "Who's My Generation?" Fucking great. Shows. I remember watching that for the first time. Like, is this? Is this like torrent bad? What the fuck is this song doing here? <laughs> I mean, we everyone here at Anime Club After Dark uh, watched it legitimately in theaters. Yes. Yeah, in Israel, of course. <laughs> 100% legitimately. <clears throat> nah, <it's> not... <laughs> And if you believe that, no. <laughs> uh-huh. I wish I would have watched it in theaters not... cry with like, a whole bunch of weebs. I'll, I'll get to that in just a second, but no. A silent voice. We've all seen it, right? Yeah. That suicide or a suicide attempt scene, I guess you should uh, say. That's like, oh, boy. Girl. Boy. No. <laughs> And also, like, I, there's a part of me that on a rewatch, I only laugh at it on a rewatch because at the time it happened, I couldn't laugh at it. <laughs> oh my then, God. When he trips over the chair, I'm like, that is a horror movie thing right there. It's so fucking dumb. <laughs> that is straight out of a horror movie when someone trips Why over the chair. Why would you laugh at that? Well, because it's like, first of all, it's supposed to be a super serious moment, but it's like, well, whoop, chair trip. And I get that it's supposed to add to the tension, but I get why he would laugh. I'd laugh too. Like, you fucking idiot. You absolute like, fucking buffoon. It's like in a horror movies when when the women are running and they uh, they run back and the, or they look back and the second they look back, they trip. It's like, I've seen this in every fucking Why are you running? Movie. Why are you running? God. That movie is like uh, is like is like a slap in the face every five minutes. Like the whole like first beginning of it, where you see them as like kids growing up, it's like you feel so bad and for her, and you're so mad at him for being like a little shit. You know, we talk about like time skips and stuff in anime, and how we're a lot of us are kind of fifty fifty iffy on on time skips because it's very easy to screw them up. I'm actually very thankful for the time skip and a silent voice because without it, like I think the story wouldn't be anywhere near as good. I mean, the movie is um, only like two hours because it shows it, sh- but it shows that there's like legitimate like issues and um, consequences to bullying, like long term damage. 
Yeah, long term, not just in in the moment. March comes in like a line. Also, did like a really good job of that. Honestly, yeah. Although season three win, I know, right? <laughs> also, the ending oh, song of Sign yeah. Boys is like great. I love that ending song so much. Just yeah, fucking Silent Voice, man. Jesus Christ, that is a movie. So we've done a movie review on that as well, and uh, on that. I, I, there's something about that movie. It's that just so it's so raw, right? It's so it's so fucking raw. Yes, there's so many moments in great, it. That's a they're like it. It feels like you know, like people are lashing at each other in that movie. They're like fucking with fucking hatred, right? It's so visceral. It's like Phew. that is a great way to describe it, though. Raw is like these emotions are like that are displayed in a silent voice. They're they're all like stuff that you feel like has been bubbling for a while and is finally coming to the surface. Like you have that scene uh, like after the suicide attempt where it's like the, the so the guy is like in a coma, right? And then um that that bitch friend, she like lashes out at the I don't remember her name, the deaf deaf girl. And she's like, it's all because of you. It's because of you. And then, like, her mother is involved in trying to break it up. It's like, it's all, it's a mess of a moment, right? But it's so real. It's ugly. It's an ugly movie in that, but like, but in a very beautiful way. A Silent Voice is one of those where I cried like multiple times while I was watching it, like, in multiple points. The, the, The suicide attempt being one of them, obviously. But even before then, when uh, his mother confronts uh, him o- over breakfast, uh, yeah, over the letter and the money, when she realizes, oh like, God. what the fuck are you doing? And it's like, oh, it was such a casual talk at first, and then like it blows. She up. started crying and like was like, "What the hell? I'm just gonna burn this money. This money's not nothing compared to your life." And I'm just like, "Fuck, yeah." <laughs> got to say also like just fucking props to yu ishikawa as the as the uh main character in a silent voice like jesus christ when i think of a silent voice i don't get sad i get happy because all i can remember is the ending in the manga <laughs> the ending the is, is very good. happy it's really, yeah, really good like, i remember the the suicide scene and being like oh my god like oh geez like i was high tension i wasn't very sad at it though it was a Maybe very because, interesting. Because of like I again, right after that, I think about like what ha- the 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 next time skip where it's like they're adults and like they go to the wedding and I'm just like, yeah. Wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. Ax, did you just fucking say Yui Shikawa, you piece of shit? Fucking excuse it? you, it's Ori Ariyami. It just like fucking blinked into uh, sorry, place. Ariyami, excuse fucking me. Fucking oh, asshole. I, 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 disgracing <laughs> sorry. my queen. Sorry, wow. I, that's who I meant. I'm so so sorry. Yes, that is who I meant. Uh, props to her as um, what's the main character? Uh, uh, fuck. Look, oh, her name Shoko. Podcast. We know these character names. What? Well, Shoko. As we her name is Shoko. I am not very good with names. Yeah, yeah Shoko. <laughs> yeah, Shoko. Shoko. That's it. Fucking. Um, yeah, just. I could one hundred percent. But I mean, I mean, if you really want to talk about Yushikawa, we can talk about Violet Evergarden. That's fine. I mean, I will love. I would love to talk about Violet Evergarden and how not only the show wrecked me, the OVA wrecked me, the movie wrecked me. <laughs> Which movie? Both Literally, of them. The whole thing. Just one fucking listen, cry fest listen. after another. I, I so there's twelve episodes in the original run of the series, right? I think in ten of those episodes, I cried at least once. Listen. I'm sorry, but 
with, I think it was episode 10 or 8, the, with, the, with the daughter receiving all that the letters ten. for that her birthday. Ten. That was episode Listen, 10. That episode is literally one of the best episodes I've ever seen. It's so, it just, every time, every single time, it's just like, I know it's coming. I know, like, the payoff to this entire episode, what's going to happen. And, like, you know, you just, like, it is what you're going through, like, it seems just another sob story. But then it just hits you hard with the fucking know, payoff right? of, like, she has you a letter for every birthday. You, you feel like you know where it's going to go. It's kind of very obvious, but, like, they're setting it up here and there. But then at the f- end, when when it's executed, oh my god! You are executed. When the waterworks in that moment. happen. Yeah, the execution is you. <laughs> You're <laughs> fucking executed, man. I don't. There's something about. There's something very special about episode ten of Violet Evergarden. I like the writing is so crisp throughout the entire episode. Like, I, I that's the only way I can describe it. It's like it's on point in. Less than half an hour, I went through at least 12 different emotions. I want to watch it now. <laughs> oh my god. Dude. I can't ever watch it again. I should eventually watch the movies. <laughs> I still you want. need oh. to. You oh really need god. to. I have mixed opinions of the other anime. movies, but I don't know. Nah, so th- the thing with the movie, it, well, I watched both the OVA because the OVA is like, it's feature length. Um, and the movie is obviously feature length as well. Um, the movie is like two hours. I watched both. Massive. It is. It is a two. It's actually just over two hours. The movie is. Um, I watched both of them in theaters, Boy. and both of them made me cry multiple times while watching it in a theater full of weebs that were also bawling their eyes out. I can confirm this. I I went uh, to watch it in theaters as well. There was not a dry eye. There Listen, really wasn't. I was watching it with my buddy Ariel. He was losing it in the movie. He was like... <laughs> <laughs> it's good. I, I mean, I, I really... For those who haven't seen it, I really don't... like, Especially because since John's here and he hasn't seen it. Like, the ending of the movie... I, oh, God. I like the movie, but, man, that episode 10 is so special to me. Like... And there's so many other great episodes in the show. Like it. The, the Violet Evergarden, at least the anime series, is proof to me that you can do like an episodic story, which is really what Violet Evergarden is. Because while there is sort of a loose uh, story thread that runs through all the episodes, most of the episodes are pretty self-contained. <clears throat> It's proof to me that you can't actually have really good, powerful, emotional writing with an episodic story. It just, I think it's such a, it's funny, you have like Iyashike anime, which literally is like healing anime, but it's it's so refreshing to have like a, it like, you're not necessarily emotional about something that's about like a death. Obviously, like, like this world is after war, it's like a very tragic moment, and they're like, people are like sort of recovering from like that sort of thing. But mm-hmm. a lot of these emotional moments about are about these people just healing, right? It's so so you can you can relate to that because a lot of people like you went went through life and something like might have happened and you're just trying to like get through it and just you know recover from it, right? And it's just I don't know. There's something about this show where it's like 
And it goes through all of it. Like the world itself, as I said, it's like after a war, it's still recovering from it. Wilder herself is literally like recovering from a war. You have all of these different people like just trying to get through, get by and heal through it. You know, it's... Man, the mi- think multiple... Ever gotten... Sorry, oh, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, man, the multiple instances of PTSD is just wonderful. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, like, that's one of the great things about Violet Evergarden. Like, the world, the setup that they have for the world feels very, very real and lived in. Like, you feel like these characters have been through hell and now they're finally trying to recover from it and trying to put society, like, back on track. Especially in the first two episodes of, of the, the, the anime series. And then you get to the OVA and it's like, okay, a lot of people have moved on. They're getting back on with their lives. They've got new jobs. And and the the nation that they're in is like mostly back on its feet. And then you get to the movie and it's like, not only is the nation back on its feet, people are inventing all new technologies and they're entering a new communication age. And it's like, you know, the question is, are all these people who write letters for everyone even necessary anymore? Good movie. (laughs) <laughs> oh, it's great. This this anime Violet Evergarden is so fucking This anime good. is good. And it has a solid ending, which is one of the most appreciative yes. things I could ever have for any source of media. A good ending. Snuff yeah, <laughs> for season should, 3. Uh... <laughs> oh my god, for sure. For sure, yeah, I, I definitely think uh, John John is right here in our our chat that we should probably wrap this it's up time. Uh, pretty soon. That so, was a good um, good enough to live. Yeah, I I, lo- I love. I mean, I know it's not necessarily the um, the happy stuff that we like to talk about here on the podcast, but I think it's worthwhile talking about because this again, stuff. it's like I I'm a big believer that every now and then it's it's good to have like a good cry, and I love yeah. it that like shows and stuff like i can like i can like get attached to them and they like make me feel all these emotions it's great i don't know i i'm happy john i completely agree john i gotta ask can i talk about one more thing real quick oh my god go for it all right i want to talk about in this corner of the world has anyone else seen it i haven't watched it i haven't watched it oh god alex oh no I have no <laughs> shit. Are you serious? It's I'm the only Shinoda. one. Pitch it to us, Chinoda. Pitch it to us. It but to I'm, us. I, I'm okay with spoilers. You can oh, spoil no. it away for me. Natai, you want to take your... Trust me, it's worth seeing on its own. Alright. Oh, and he's gone. John, do you want to hear or do you want to go oh, away? I'll, I'll listen to it. It's fine. Alright. Spoil me, daddy. Spoilers won't make so, me not watch something. I'll still watch it. So, um, has anyone watched Grave of the Fireflies? <laughs> yes, yes that I have watched. I haven't watched it. I know about it. I, I'm afraid to watch it. But this relates to that. In this corner of the world is of a Japanese village that's like in a ru- semi-rural area. And it's a view on their life as World War II is happening. You see it in the back, like, it doesn't focus on the war at all. You just see uh, brief things here and there in the background. And what you mostly see is the people's lives uh, day-to-day in the village. It's very slice of life. But as you go through the movie, you start to get uh, a lot more resources being taken from the uh, for the war. You start to see all the men disappear. Uh, 
you see some men starting to come back extremely disfigured and like suffering horrifying amounts of PTSD. And you see this more and more and more. The, the depression starts kicking in because you just see the civilian side of uh, suffering. And this little girl, she's just enduring all of this. And then finally at the end, the war comes to Japan. And oh my goodness, it is heartbreaking. These characters who stayed through uh, the movie the whole time, you see them suffering on a whole nother scale and you're just wondering, what the hell? How is this okay? Well, and see, that's the, the thing about, like, uh, war, right? Like, so many people are so, um, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Affected by Disconnected. It? So many people are so disconnected from uh, when people are, when war is happening, when people are, like, because, you know, my family, we we escaped war to come to America. So I, I this is a very personal topic to me. And, like, um, you get disconnected from the realities of stuff. Like, you forget that in your fight for freedom and for peace and whatnot, that there are real other people. There are other people who are real and have lives, families, brothers, sisters, mothers, daughters that you're taking their life of. It doesn't matter. They thought mm-hmm. they were fighting for the right thing too, man. And it's a, it's a very like, as much as, you know, I, I support patriotism and all that stuff. Like go America. I'm team America, but <laughs> you have to understand that when you take a life, you're also t- extinguishing that light from someone else. Like, they may have been your enemy in the moment, but they were someone else to someone else. Yep. They were a lot so, more than that. And, like, on the ground level of seeing, like, like Grave of the Fireflies, seeing the war and all the stuff, like, we were... Because, you know, America during the time, we, we hated Japan because, you know, uh, they... Pearl Harbor, right? They sucker punched yep. us. Yeah. Those got those jabs. Like, I remember uh, in my state, they had... um, Where the fuck was it called? They had a concentration camp for Japanese people, and I knew someone who whose family was still getting paid reparations because his parents were like in prison there for being like that you might be spies. And it's like it's it's very real still, and it's um this sounds like a movie I'd probably really like because I I really like yeah it does. I should probably I should probably watch this. Actually, sounds like a great uh, thing for a uh, movie review at some point. We'll put it on the list. Especially because all of you haven't seen it. Um, um, so I feel like so you mentioned about people being disconnected. I think even more so with something like this because it's centered around World War II, which is a war that for a lot of us, especially people our age, is so far uh, or so long ago that none of us have any personal connection to it anymore. Other and than like, my um, grandma who was alive during that, no. Yeah, but how many how many people can say that they still have relatives anymore that were had firsthand accounts? Most people I mean, can less and less every year. Yeah, they're all dying out now. But this makes me think of um, Have you guys ever seen that movie, um, Letters from Iwo Jima? Yes, no, it's a fucking phenomenal movie. Okay, so the first part to the the movie series is Flags of Our Fathers, and this is by um, oh my god, Dirty Harry. It's Clint Eastwood, wasn't yeah, it? Eastwood. Clint Eastwood made a movie called Flags of Our Fathers, and it inspires patriotism. It's about World War II um, going into the trenches and stuff like that. And it's just like raising the flag, you know, like the flags of our fathers. Yeah, fla- the flag of- flags of our fathers is about the group of soldiers that actually raised the American flag on Iwo Jima. And then um, at that, after that, he released a different movie called 
Letters from Iwo Jima, which is about letters that they found on the island of Iwo Jima uh, in Japan of the soldiers who lived there. And they he pieced together this, this story of, like, they may have been our enemies, but they were real people who were drafted in this war that didn't want to fight anyway, but they had to. And it was so fucking sad. And it's, it's like, it's this type of shit that makes, it gives you perspective. Like, as much as I'm like, I would fight and die for my country, I still understand that when I'm extinguishing a life, sure, I'm saying I have good intentions and I'm doing it for whatever, but there's a weight to that. There are people out there. You're going to carry that. Yeah, it's it's a very sad thing. Like, war is very sad in general, because regardless of what you think it's for, everyone loses at the end. Yep. Man. Sad. Sad. <laughs> yeah. God damn. We can bring to, bring the tie back. Yeah. Yeah. Br- 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 let's bring the tie back. So. We... <laughs> uh, See war. So World War Two. War never changes. War. War never changes. Oh, Liquid. Man. I'm excited for you guys to do. <laughs> I'm excited for you guys to watch this movie now to see how fucked up you get. Is it on Netflix? I genuinely don't that know. That is a great question. I will have to look it up uh, after we're done here, but um, I will find out. I've heard out. many things about this movie, and I have no idea what it's about, so I'm excited to check it out. I am World both happy that I watched it, and I am very regretful of the fact that I watched it. Because <laughs> now he has feelings. A lot of them. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that is uh, as heavy as that is to end it on. I think we will go ahead and um, end it. We were living on such uh, a good note, Chernoda. God fucking damn it. I know. <laughs> World War II is always a happy note to leave on. So there's this one movie called <laughs> Grave of the Fireflies. And, uh... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, listen. We, we know. We're not going there. <laughs> uh... Um, so if you are listening to and or watching this, um, and there is an anime mo- mo- bleh, let me try <laughs> anime moment that made you cry, uh, that we didn't talk about, let us know down below, uh, because who knows at some point down the road, we might do another episode like this, uh, where we just, we cry it out together live on stream. And we, we, we talk about it. We talk about snafu season three with the time. No alcohol will be around for that next time this time no (laughs) all right well thank you all there for dropping in to listen to check the description below to find links to anime club after dark on twitch on social media and on discord uh check out our merch store any purchases you make there do really really help us out with that i have been your host alex and we will see you next time say goodnight guys bye bye thank you for joining us i'm gonna cry now war War never changes. Horror never changes. Manga horrors never change. Oh, Lord. (laughs)